We rolling. Yes, yes, we are. We are rolling. We've been rolling. Yeah, we've been rolling for the past 30 seconds. That's why I asked you, where we rolling? Then you're going to ask me. I should be asking you. Why are you asking me for it? No, I'm saying we've been rolling you the since one like who... the beginning of time. <laughs> this has already happened in another life. I mean, it probably has. It's happened three times. It's crazy because like, sometimes when we all hanging out, I just have deja vu like, Oh yeah, I feel happens. like this happened before. Yeah, and then sometimes I like ask y'all, I'm like, "Did we have we talked about this before?" And y'all are like, "No." I'm like, "Yeah, we talked about it somewhere, <laughs> sometime, <laughs> somewhere we talked about it." <laughs> yeah, that happens to me a lot with my sisters too. I'm like, "Did I make this up or did this happen?" And then they're like, "I don't remember that," or somebody may remember a part of it, but then I'm like, "Am I creating a false memory?" <laughs> did <laughs> yeah, that really right. Happen? Oh, so weird. It is. Man, I hate stuff like that because I want answers. Me too. Uh, it just seems so vivid to me. <laughs> but yeah. nobody else knows, only me. That's true. But hey, you man, know. don't keep it trapped. Let it out. I, bro, I let everything out. Uh. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like every personal thing? You just. Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, I do. That is like the opposite of you. That's the opposite of me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. I can't imagine you and like a stranger and you're just like. Especially with strangers because they they won't judge me. Now I know you're lying. They will judge me, but it's like I'll never see them again. So it's it's like fair game. But then if I do see them again, it's embarrassing. Then I got to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) You have to live by that. Oh, my God. That would suck. Right. That would be a funny. Okay. No, we'll talk about it off. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) ideas! That's how they start. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) Well, welcome to the Black Boundaries podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Terrell, and today we're talking about our high school experiences. High school, good old high school. Yeah. Oh, that's like a good intro. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to say anything; just let it play. Man, high school seems so long ago, but I don't feel like it was that long ago that I was sitting in classrooms hating my life. So you you graduated in 2011. 2011. Yeah, and I graduated 2012. Yep. Two very different time periods. Actually, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, 2011 was like, man, what was going on in 2011? I remember jerking. Yeah, being really popular. It's crazy because that that was happening. I remember jerking happening in like 2011, but then 2012, it's like we listening to like well, we never listened to the New Boys or nothing like that. It was just like thing that happened, right? And then you know 2012, listening to like a Future, Travis Porter, Waka right. Flocka Flame. They were really big, like coming in that time period. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything did shift. Man, that's so crazy how one year could be so different. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because high school was like, it seems like every couple of years there was a new wave and everybody just hopped on that. And it was weird to see people that you knew go through those changes. Yeah, they did everything. Right? Yeah. You remember um, the 3D movie glasses? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the most underrated eras. Like yeah. Nobody talks about it. And maybe because it was too recent, but... Everybody wanted to be quirky. Quirky, like nerd, that was the like, thing. Nerdy. Mm-hmm. I remember during that time, I think Zoe Deschanel was like on top of the world, 
and every girl wanted to wear like a sundress and carry a ukulele and like you said the 3d glasses without the lenses like mm-hmm. everyone was trying to be quirky and like oh i'm a nerd i have on a star wars t-shirt and it's right. like you're a cheerleader you're super popular you're not a nerd like <laughs> you know yeah it's pretty wild yeah all the guys wore like graphic tees that were really colorful and like skinny jeans and no everybody was doing the same everybody got into indie rock too i remember that uh-huh I it's like I didn't see it at my school because it was mainly, I guess people who liked rap music and stuff like that. Oh, I see what you mean. Different but culture. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, I went to a very with the W H white school. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I I I really don't even remember the white people at my school. It's like I kind of do, but oh really? I feel like I I talked to the bare minimum of them. It's like don't oh I see what you the mean. The ones that I did talk to are probably like the ones that I went to middle school with, and they. Right. Went to high school as well together. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what they had going on to be right. <laughs> in their culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like my introduction to visually seeing white people take from black culture directly. Oh yeah, was right around. I want to say. I mean, it hit almost instantly in ninth grade, but I started to notice things that were really strange because, like, when Nicki Minaj came out it seems like girls were trying to be like more i don't know is they started dyeing their hair pink and stuff like that a lot of girls mm-hmm. started wearing jewelry and stuff girls like these are preppy girls girls who you would never see wearing those type of things all of a sudden had an interest in like hip hop and a lot of things that come from black culture it's interesting and it's like where did that come from it was yeah. so strange white guys telling me like oh lil wayne's the best rapper alive i'm like uh Okay, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it. It's just interesting. Like, I didn't know that the influence was that heavy. Mm-hmm. But they could, like, I mean, I knew a kid, his name was Shane, and this kid could quote almost any Lil Wayne lyric. That's pretty funny. And that became, like, a thing that he did. Like, yeah. he just dropped some random Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne bar. Lyric. Yeah, while we're, like, playing basketball or something or throwing the football, he just drops it in the middle of <laughs> what he's doing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He loved Lil Wayne. Like, that was his idol. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like, you know, uh, people getting into, like, uh, certain cultures and, like, uh, whether that be hip-hop or some something they seen on tv or whatever mm-hmm. like them like actually like applying it to their lives it's kind of like a good and a bad thing because it's like right. some of them they probably been wanting to do that yeah but they just wouldn't do it because they probably like too embarrassed right to, to, they like, weren't comfortable yeah, yeah to like do that look and then on the other hand there's people who like had no interest they're just doing it because it's just popular right so That's they're not point. even like being their their, their self or whatever yeah you yeah, know so it's just like true. that double Ed sword or thing or whatever. That's a good point. Yeah, because and that's the thing too, because cultures kind of blend. Right. I've noticed that with like a lot of the kids. That's like when emo kids were really popular, and it was like the pink blue hair and maybe like a band T shirt and ripped jeans from I don't know Hot Topic or something. But that's like Mm -hmm. it's like it was so interesting to see those kids who are considered emo gravitate towards hip hop to artists like Kid Cudi. Right, Because yeah, I would yeah, always yeah. ask people, like, oh, what type of music do you listen to? And, like, a lot of the kids who listen to, like, My Chemical Romance and, you know, yeah, Fallout Boy pop, were like, pop. oh, I love Kid Cudi. Because yeah, yeah. it was like the emotions were similar, even though the music was different. Mm-hmm. So people could still gravitate towards him. And it's like. Yeah, he was, like, rapping about 
similar things that they was right yeah about like relationships and like you know even having the hard time of being an artist and stardom and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's just so interesting that kids gravitated towards that and like you said it was a good thing but it was also a bad because i think a lot of kids like started self-diagnosing like, oh, oh yeah, yeah emo, that was big. I'm depressed i'm whatever mm-hmm. and it's like well, you could be experiencing certain things that could possibly just be puberty. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. want to make... I always tell people, like, don't put a label on it until you know. You know what I mean? Like, definitely try to get help and assess the situation, yeah. but you don't have to make it a permanent stamp. You know yeah, what I mean? That That's when, like, being sad and depressed and stuff was, like, cool. Well, you, you yeah. know, even up until, like, you know, Juice World a day. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's still yeah. seen as, like, being, like, a it's cool a thing, thing or whatever. Yeah, that was, it's, like, the beginning of it. Yeah. It was, like, Kid Cudi, and then you had, like, even Kanye kind of with certain albums or talking about certain subjects, people started getting into that more, like, moody type of music and emotional stuff. Yeah, of course, Drake, heartbreak, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. Drake comes out, and he's just, like, a... The whole album to sob to. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember listening to like I feel like the first time I listened to Drake Perot was like his Take Care album in um college or whatever. Mm. You know, um, I used to let, let, like just play his album, light a mm. candle in my room, close all the blinds, <laughs> and I just sit on the floor on my back and I just cry and think about all my past relationships and how <laughs> how they went wrong. <laughs> nah, <I> just. <laughs> But it is crazy, though, because it was like and he became like a staple for relationships Yeah, mm-hmm. in music. Like if you knew anything about relationships, it was always a Drake reference. Like mm-hmm. It was so interesting. But it's yeah, I think there was like so many different things going on, like different waves of popular culture. And I noticed that people gravitated towards what they were interested in. But like you said, what was like projected mm-hmm. or what was popular at the time and i think a lot of people started to realize you can't really navigate towards those things in a realistic way because how do i put this it's like artists express how they're feeling and what they're experiencing right and it's a way to connect with people but i think sometimes people take it as oh since i'm going through those things now i should behave like that mm-hmm. and it's like maybe not you know yeah so it's just interesting because a rapper could be rapping about his past and people take it as the present so they act out those things and it's like well he's not doing that now yeah he's like Like, i've been did that stuff what y'all talking about (laughs) exactly but it is interesting just knowing the different cultures between your high school experience and mine like Mm -hmm. you know i feel like my school was big on i guess i don't know it was like it was, it was a lot of different types of black people there, like you know, the kids who played sports or whatever, the nerdy kids, the kids who was like into, I guess, rap culture. You had the dudes who was actually doing street stuff. Right, yeah, right. It was, it was pretty crazy because I feel like I talked to like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was just like interesting, like talking to this one dude. Yeah, we just kicked in somebody door yesterday. I'm like. <laughs> Y'all niggas wow. crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Talking to these t- uh, talking to like these other kids t- talking about like some anime or something like that. And right. Yeah. If, but I feel like the main people I hung out with, they really didn't even have similar interests. We just had good conversations with each other. Really. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was yeah. like the main part of our friendship. Even though I'm not really probably only friends with like one or two people I hung out with in high school now. Right. <laughs> it's right. Pretty interesting to like think about like how much time you like spend with people in high school to like now when you don't even 
see them at all. Yeah, it is weird. I, I hear that a lot. And it's strange when it's like people who you know are really close. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them or you run into them like, hey, how is? And they're like, oh, I haven't really talked to them. It's like, yeah, oh, you're like, wow. Y'all like, used, to, y'all be used together. to be together every day. Yeah, all the time. Like you didn't see you without him, him without you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because in high school, I noticed the majority of my friends were not necessarily foreign exchange students, but kids who didn't necessarily grow up in Georgia or in Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. And I just always gravitated towards people who had lived, you know, other places or outside of that culture. Right. And I don't know why that was, but yeah, all the friends that I have today, I have a lot of friends from high school and I would say there's maybe like five that I'm really close with or talk to on a regular basis. Other people we talk, like we catch up every now and then, but we're not like on the same page all the time. You know what I mean? But it's interesting because I realized in high school that I could either try to fit in because this is how I'll say it. I came from Lithonia and I moved to Alpharetta at the perfect time because in Lithonia, things were getting kind of hectic. Mm-hmm. It's like kids are going into high school from eighth grade. A lot of kids were trying to join cliques and get into trouble and doing small minor crimes, but things get more serious as you get older, obviously. Right. So when I moved, it's like a completely different culture. I'm in a predominantly white school now. So it was so strange observing people's behavior and things that I had seen on TV and being like, oh, wow, these kids are really like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like watching, I don't know, Mean Girls or something like that. And I'm like, oh, there really is like the popular girls. Right. Like, and they all hate each other. So that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of funny to see those things. And when I got to school, I was like, OK, I can either try to fit in and do what everybody else is doing. Or I can just like find some really cool people who have similar interests or just like you said, good conversation, intellectual conversation and like connect with them. It's funny. I want to go back to you saying like how the popular white kids were in like mm-hmm. a white school or whatever. But it's like compared to popular kids in like a, a, a black school, the black kids are way more inclusive. Way more. Than like popular way white kids. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's, yes. That's pretty crazy. Like how black yeah. people are just like so friendly towards everybody yeah all of the popular kids at our school that were probably any minorities were kids who were either in sports or they were a part of some sort of club or organization or they grew up there like Mm -hmm. in alpharetta so they you know went through like literally kindergarten together so they're like oh i know this kid but it's like i came in with this mindset of like this isn't really my world or playing field Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna make real friends and you know hopefully that'll last but All the other kids I realized were like so ingrained in what they were doing. I had to be the person to kind of burst their bubble. Oh, yeah, right. Like I used to tell them like everybody wears North Face. Like that's the brand to wear, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody had on North Face jackets. And I'm like, this is cool here in Alpharetta, Georgia, where we are currently. If you go literally like 10 miles west it's going to be something else. People all wear Columbia jackets. Mm-hmm. You go further out and everybody's wearing like, I don't know, something else, the mammoth brand or something. But it's like, I, it's so hard for people to see outside of where they are. And they think that that's like their defining moments. Right. And it kind of sucks. Cause I know we've kind of talked about this before, but so many kids get bullied and go through just hectic times in high school. And I'm not belittling it, but I really want young people to understand like, that's not forever. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's yeah, four yeah. years of your life. And yeah, maybe it may be terrible, but it's like 
there's outlets, you know what I mean? There's opportunities, you know, you can escape that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's tough because it seems like that's your world at the time. Yeah, I feel like um, talking about bullying, all kids who get bullied, they should just learn how to fight. Like, get your parents to get you into martial, martial arts. arts or something like that. And just, <laughs> you just got to hit a You don't even got to really fight them. Just hit a kid one time. I guarantee they'll leave you they alone. They ain't going to mess with you no more. <laughs> most, like, 90% most of, the of the time, if you hit a kid and they didn't expect it, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what I realized, too. Like, people would test things with me. Because they're like, oh, you don't sound like you come from the ghetto, as they called it. Lithonia was not the ghetto. But right. people all treated it that the way, ghetto. right? <laughs> they're like, you're from the hood, Nick. You know about the streets. So That's they would hilarious. try it, but they thought I was like different. They were like, oh, you seem like a nice type of black guy. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. nice black people everywhere. So for me coming in, I realized, okay, they only know what they see on television and the one black kid down the street. Right. And that's their scope of an entire race black of people. people. <laughs> right. So they're asking me these silly questions and sometimes it is offensive, but it's like, I could tell the people who were being genuine and were curious versus the ones who just wanted to like make jokes. Yeah. And they would test things like, you know, they'd be like, Oh, Nick is so cool. Like he's a nice guy or whatever. And they'd be like telling me race jokes or something. I'd be like, say it again. And then all of a sudden, the whole mood changes. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, he really is from Lithonia. <laughs> oh, but yeah, funny. some kids have tried that. Like, you know, they try to hit you or something or rub your head or something. Boop, hit them one time. Mm-hmm. They stop playing. Definitely. And I would laugh, too. I'm like, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? It yeah. was funny. Then you got hit. Now it's not funny. Don't try it again. See, I feel like <laughs> I spent like I feel like I went to school. Uh, middle school with like more white people and they would do stuff like that yep like i told you i had this uh one kid he oh my god he said like some your mama joke but it said it about my grandma right and i was like you know i love grandma i love grandma (laughs) so i was like say it again he said it again i just slapped him (laughs) (laughs) and it it was like thinking back to it way more disrespectful (laughs) about a slap than a punch right a slap is like man you gotta fight back yeah yeah (laughs) no yeah it's it's funny because like I know it was pretty embarrassing for him because we was yeah, like yeah. sitting in like groups of four in like a table. Oh, so it's like dang. everybody saw it. Oh, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> and it was like, oh, shit. See, don't start stuff, yeah. man. That's but, why you don't start stuff. Yeah, man. Don't talk about my grandma. But then <laughs> it's like the same kid. I feel like we was like at PE or whatever. Then he said, what's up, my nigga to me? And I was like, okay. Oh my gosh! I gotta slap yeah. this kid again. <laughs> but this time I was I was I was just gonna fight him this time right, or whatever. Right. But then somebody broke it up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy what you go through like being young and these different experiences because kids, it's like kids will push and push mm-hmm. and try to see how far they can get with things. And I'm just like, why do you want to go there? Right. And I think a lot of kids, especially kids in Alpharetta, I realized they didn't experience anything that was that serious Mm -hmm. in terms of violence and things of that nature. So for them, it's like, what's the result going to be? They have no idea. Right. So they're willing to risk it. But yeah, other kids kind of have the the wherewithal to say, you know what? It's not worth me doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. And that was my, probably one of the biggest realizations for me because people always demonize young black kids and, oh, they're trouble or whatever. But it's like, there's so many kids who know the consequences of their action right? versus a lot of kids who have like no guidance at all. Like, mm-hmm. I hate to say this because it sounds like such a stereotype, but hearing white kids talk to their parents blew me away. I'm like, <laughs> what did he just say to his mom? Like, shut up, mom. It's like, 
you said shut up to your mom like i wouldn't even even if i could get away with something like that i wouldn't do it yeah it's disrespectful yeah it's just wrong like you would feel like a terrible person but they've had that privilege and they haven't been disciplined Mm -hmm. for any of their life you know most of them yeah and I realized that, like, even going to the grocery store was different in Alpharetta because I'm like, wow, these kids just run free. Mm-hmm. And young black kids, <laughs> like, though your route was, were not, not running around the grocery side store. From the right? store. <laughs> they were not doing all this. Like, you'd see kids messing around, but then they stop. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm at <laughs> Walmart in Alpharetta and I hear one. Two. I'm like, what is she doing? Is she about to snap? And then she doesn't do anything. I'm like, oh, what? That's that counting thing. That countdown. They do. Yeah, you can't. I'm like, what is that? You can't count down and like give no consequences. Like, <laughs> bro, if I count down and I reach that number, I'm trying to reach. It's right. gonna be some consequences to me reaching that number. <laughs> it would be better if they started counting. Yeah. But then just discipline them right then and there. Oh. So then the kids just like, oh guard. crap! Don't even let them start yeah. counting. Yeah. <laughs> Because they don't know when it's going to come. Yeah. It's the freaking mind games right there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Man. But yeah, it's, it is interesting that kids would say that, like, oh, you know, black people, like, beat their kids or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just we have a different level of discipline. I do agree that there is some extremes, obviously, to everything. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think just black culture, we just know we have to be more cautious with the things that we do in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of white kids that I grew up around didn't know how to talk around police officers, whether they were doing something wrong or not. They didn't know how to defend themselves in debates. Like it's just small things that they just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to see them sort of live a carefree life. It was literally that carefree. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting to see like how um, responsible people were compared to, you know, other people. Yeah, you know, that's true. Because I, I feel like I was very responsible in high school. It's funny because I feel like I was responsible, but I was silly. So people always called me immature. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I do all my homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do all my chores. I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I knew kids who didn't even know how to do laundry. And it's like, yeah. I know how to fold clothes and do laundry and what wash cycle to use. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's weird what kids consider responsible. But I think we've talked about this before, too. Young people think doing adult things is being mature, like mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah. And that doesn't make you mature. You're just doing something illegal. Yeah. And we always say there's a huge difference between doing something that's responsible and adult versus something that's illegal. Because there's immature adults. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Kids would always say that, like, oh, you're so immature. You don't drink. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> you're mature because you don't drink. You're mature. You're not an alcoholic. What? I don't know. Kids would say any. That's what I mean. Kids would just say anything. You don't it smoke. You don't sense. drink. You don't drink and drive. <laughs> right. No way. Are you an adult? <laughs> right. Get out of here, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah, I just I noticed that the majority of the friends that I made were people who. Number one, I mean, this is what I always tell young people. Make friends with people who genuinely care about you. Mm-hmm. And the way that you can gauge that is, like, how well you can trust them with, like, leaving them around certain things. Yeah. <laughs> Watching their behavior, who they friends. hang around, like, their mm-hmm. parents. Like, you can pick up a lot. Yeah, you got to see how they treat you when they get around new people, too. Because right. some people, oh, they turn so fake. Oh, my gosh. Even yeah. to adulthood, people do that, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's funny because I feel like the only thing that I'm guilty of is sometimes I, how do I say it? Mm, I try to play it cautious around white people sometimes. Oh, yeah. And it's not even that I want to. 
But sometimes I catch myself doing it. I feel like don't, the only way I'm conscious around white people is like I don't say the N word. Because <laughs> like you know when we hung around Evan, like it it, it, it might have slipped sometimes, you but, rarely ever but I rarely said the N word. But when we around each other, it's like it's Evan, like I, I still barely said. You know but the truth, no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like wait. <laughs> He's like, wait. <laughs> nah, but it's like um even I don't say it a lot, but I, it's like I say it. Wow. But yeah. I'm more freely. I, I'm more. I freely say it. Like around when oh, I'm I like around my people, or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like the majority of the time that we say it is joking, right? Yeah, but it's yeah, funny because yeah, yeah. if someone heard us, they would think, "Oh, they talk like that all the time." Because mm-hmm. you know, I'd be like, "Nigga, what you doing?" Yeah. Like just as a joke, but it's like people probably think that I'm just like at work. <laughs> just, say, just saying, hold on, nigga, let me go grab some right. water. <laughs> I'm not doing that at a nine to five. Right. Like. Yeah, it, it's funny because like at my work, you would think that I would slip up and say it because like I can like because basically because we like cuss at work and stuff like that. Right. So right. you would think that my mom would be like, "Oh yeah, I can say anything here," but it's like, nope, not my mom still knows not to say the n word. I can say any cuss word. I can say fuck, damn, shit, ass. I can say anything, <laughs> but the n word it knows not to leave my mouth. <laughs> the n word's like wait. <laughs> it's hanging on the corner of your mouth. No. It's like, it's like <laughs> I call you, Nick. I gotta say this really fast, Nick. <laughs> hang on the phone, <laughs> right? Oh my god, that is too funny, man. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, how you were saying, like, the influences can be good or bad. It's like when I got to Alpharetta. We would talk about TV shows and mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, do you like Dave Chappelle? Because I'm black. You know, they have to ask me. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen the Chappelle show. And instantly I'd be like, what's your favorite skit? And they'd always be like, oh, you know, when he says the N word where he's supposed to be the KKK member who's blonde. I'm like, why is that your favorite? It's every white person's favorite episode. That, they all like that episode. And I was Bruh. like, I my personal favorite is the one of Prince playing basketball. I thought that one was hilarious. That's, yeah, that's hilarious with the yeah pancakes and everything. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. But it's so funny what people gravitate towards. And it's like, I think even, I mean, yeah, Dave Chappelle has mentioned that, like, a part of the reason why he didn't continue doing the show was because of that, like the response that he received and realizing that white people were laughing for completely different reasons. And of course with him doing characters like little John and stuff like that, like it made, it didn't paint black people in the best light. And I think a lot of people caught on to that, but then you have shows now like Key and Peele where they do literally every type of mm-hmm. I mean, character you could imagine. Yeah. And I think young people have a different perspective, but I mean, even today, I'm sure there's people who would still say, oh, this skit is funny. The one where they do something stereotypical, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm starting to see a difference now, but I noticed that a lot of kids would look at things very black and white, and people think that we've come far, but I can tell you from Alpharetta, Georgia, things things were not that far from Yeah, it's like, man, yeah, it's like, I like kids more these days, because this the only thing I like about, like, this, this, um, whole woke generation is that yeah. these white kids actually are becoming more i guess uh knowledgeable like about things and stuff that's like true. that that's, yeah. that's what i do like oh my goodness yeah i agree 100 that's, percent. That's, that's i would this. trade these kids yeah that's like one of like the, the best trends to me or whatever right like, you know you see these white kids out here fighting for social justice and shit like that back in the day if, 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 if this stuff was happening like oh more more gosh, so in the media yeah. that was happening um then what was happening like back then, it would be a totally different situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I remember when Obama, oh my gosh, that was probably the biggest thing that happened in high school 
when Obama won, you know, the the first time that he ran, mm-hmm. it was like kids came to school like crying. Yeah. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like the world's so different now because like people just voted for Obama for being That's black, crazy. which is so funny because it's two different things. People are saying, OK, a bunch of people voted for Obama, black people in particular, because he's black. Right. Which if you really think about it, and if we're going off of the statistics during that time, black people were not voting that much. We've been known not to typically vote that much, right? Right. Like, statistically, it was like 30%. And I'm like, you guys think he won because black people voted? A lot of white it women was voted white for him. Women. Yeah. And it was a large, like, Hispanic vote, too. Mm-hmm. But it was not the black vote. So nah. it's just so interesting to hear people say that, like, oh, that's the reason why he won. And I was like, what? But, you know. And honestly, like, he did a way better job than what John McCain could have ever done. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because those same kids who didn't like him, they grew up with him as their president, right? Kind of of their generation, at least of their, like, adolescence. And kids ended up liking him, like, senior year. They're like, oh, yeah, Obama's awesome. Like, did you see that video that he did on YouTube? That was funny. He's, like, pretending to be young. It's like, dude, he's just, he's like in his 40s. He's not, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's not this old man. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but once they saw that connection, like, oh, he actually knows what he's talking about. It's yep. like, now you're a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just didn't like him because you didn't even know anything about him. Just You just knew he was black. Right. And kids would, oh, man, kids would literally say, my dad said... Fill in the blank. I'm no, like, my dad. That's how you approach no politics. No type of opinion right. for themselves. Don't they can't think for themselves, right? It's and that's so why you crazy. can't take young people serious. It's yeah. like everything in their mind is an influence from someone else. It's always, mm-hmm. oh, this person said this, so that's why I do it. It's like you can't live your life like that. I yeah. mean, I was taking political science classes and like correcting my teacher about things like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? Like she would make, you know, crazy statements about like Malcolm X and say, oh, yeah, he was known for like being this extremist. I'm like, extremist. That's (laughs) not the word that you want to use. Right. Right. And talking about the history of it and just is so interesting to know that there's a whole different curriculum in high school from black actual black history that's factual mm-hmm. versus what you see in a lot of text and things that are popular in predominantly white schools. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, the way that you guys paint pictures of certain people seem completely different from what I've read. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You got to do your, all your own research when it comes to black history. Right. And trust these white folk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, even, not in the education system. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And it's so interesting because people take it personal and they think it's such an attack. But it's like, if you knew that your identity was based off of other people's perspective and your whole entire life would be that way, Mm -hmm. you'd be pretty bothered, too. Yeah. So that's how I explain it to, like, a lot of my white friends and not even just white friends, like other minorities, too. Like, explaining to them there's these stereotypes, there's these historical, like you know, ideologies that are completely false that people have made to demonize black people. And that's going to live on for years and years and years. It hasn't died yet. So it's like, you know, if I have to act accordingly in terms of like making sure that I keep myself safe because there's ignorant people who believe those things, it's like, that's extra work. I shouldn't have to go It's kind of like annoying having to just teach people educate people 
threaten yeah. people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so it's much. It's not our job to. Yeah, it's know? just annoying. Yeah. That's yeah. why like, it's like, you know, you kind of get to the point where it's like you really don't care. See, I feel like I learned that from you. Was that? Like, I feel like one thing that I learned from you and maybe closer towards like mid-college, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, when we were going to Georgia Southern, it's like, I would always, like I said, I would tell white kids about black culture and all these different things. But then I met you and I'm like, I don't really need to be explaining this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not my job to explain it. I can yeah. out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on who it is. But it's like, nobody's asking any other race to go do a bunch of research. Hey, go find me these answers. I'm not Google. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I always used to like think. Like, I'm like... You can say ignorant if you want to, but right. you know, like the internet is a great resource. Yeah, I use the internet <laughs> every day. You know, it's so crazy. I remember going onto the internet and trying to figure out the proper pronunciation of a dish, not to offend one of my friends who's from Mexico, because I didn't want to say it. That's wrong. how you got to do it, right? And it's like <laughs> that. It's little stuff like that. Like I thought to do that because I'm like, oh, I'm going to his house. I was going to ask his mom something because I was going to ask her about a food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I say this without saying it wrong? Because I'm going to say the wrong dish and it could be from somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the wrong, like, you know, um, what do you say? Like the uh, pronunciation or something. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I said it right. And it's just funny because you catch yourself doing things like that in that moment. And you're like, everyone could do this. This mm-hmm. is so easy. Yeah. Like it's an easy resource or pulling Google my friend to the away. side. Like, listen. I don't want to sound ignorant. I think it's pronounced this way, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the language. Help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Exactly. Like, a lot of people will just ask like these general questions that aren't associated with anything. And it just seems like they're, yeah, going off of like a script. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. I'm just scared to like get down to, I guess, the meat and bones of it or whatever. Right. Whatever the saying is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? in terms of like your high school experience like who was Terrell in terms of like your personality kind of fashion what do you feel like you were at that time what I wore oh my gosh what did I wear skinny jeans um I I really liked Kanye at the time I wanted to dress like Kanye wore the scarves or whatever nice nice. where I had like um this uh this vest that I wore and not like a puffer vest but like a Oh, like, like a, a um, not like a suit vest, but yeah, it's, yeah, it was like it was close to a suit vest, more but more so for like fashion or whatever, like yeah. okay, or okay. stuff like that. Uh, maybe sometimes just polo t shirts. Okay. Yeah. What a graphic t. So you music wise, Kanye, Kanye, Future, Travis Porter. Mm. Man, who else did I listen to? I listen. I listen to like a lot of music from Atlanta that was like uh, I guess trap at the time oh okay yeah Gucci man stuff like that did you have an idea of what you wanted to do at that point I wanted to make music okay yeah yeah. I wanted to just be a um, hip-hop producer or whatever yeah that's what I was aiming for and I made I, I was like I was like selling beats in college and stuff like that to people right it's cool then, you know, got into college, I was like, oh, I guess I need to be focusing on this. And you kind of just lost it for a little while. Mm. Then I met you, then started back making music again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like I was pretty, I feel like coming into freshman year, 
I tried to like fit in more with people. Mm-hmm. So I tried to, I guess, dress how they dress, do what they do. But then after a while, I was like, uh, this ain't me. I can't do this. But thank God that yeah, happened. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's good like when you, you have, have that realization. Yeah. Then it's like, um, I feel like I was very, I was like, I was actually like shy in college. Mm. I'm not college, high but school. high school, high school, freshman year of high school. I was like pretty shy. Like, mm. I remember one time this girl, I was eating lunch. I was just eating by myself because I didn't see any of my friends in there. She came and sat in front of me. Then I was like, I got up so fast. You got up? And I just left. I was like, she was like, hey, wait. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> no nothing about no girls. <laughs> she was like, wait, I'm your future wife. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty funny. But I feel like as time progressed, by the time I was like in um, my senior year or whatever, I wasn't shy anymore. I was mm-hmm. just quiet to and yourself. Yeah, I was like yeah. to myself or whatever, and like that's just what it was. Like you know, just how I am now. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm not shy at all. I just don't feel like yeah, talking. Just, all the it's time. probably quiet sometimes. Yeah, people think that you're <laughs> shy when you don't talk all the time. Yeah, and that's weird because it's like it's just a different personality trait. Mm-hmm. It's not really that extreme, but when you're quiet, people assume that you're quiet because you're uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know like, how to make that correlation, but some people talk a lot. Some people are quiet. Some people yeah. only talk when actually engaged. Some people don't really just express their ideas outwardly like that. Right. You know, exactly. I feel like I do that with um with you a lot, though. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like I, I know what I can both, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just, I don't know. It's like we can be quiet around each other. And then we can like have conversations where we just fucking talking all fucking day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's I can't true. do that with like everybody, though, because I don't really like everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because even when I talk to people, like I'm really open and expressive with you and, you know, people that we know. But if you hear me talk to like random people, I'll just be like, oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Like I just say the same stuff. Uh (laughs) It's like most people talk about themselves. Exactly. And and I realize when they don't send it back your way, they're not interested. They just kind of want to talk. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. You just want to talk to somebody. That's all right. Oh, yeah. I I hate people who just like talk just to not to have an actual conversation right they're just yeah. telling me stuff Ooh, that's when you really know if you're talking to a girl mm-hmm. and everything is just about her and she never says so what about you yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah never comes back your way you can leave that situation knowing that nothing's gonna happen yeah man you can just <laughs> no progress cut that off yeah. right, <laughs> now maybe yeah but uh what about you though in terms of like fashion music and how you yeah um, man, I went through a lot of stuff with fashion because, you know, I had moved from Lithonia, so my mm-hmm. aunts did not like the baggy clothes. <laughs> I tell people till this day, <laughs> it's so funny because with baggy clothes, I was trying to dress like skateboarders, somewhat rappers, but it's like culture was different back then because, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop and like rock and stuff, a lot of that stuff was really blended. Yeah. So people kind of forget about that. But if you look at like System of a Down or Slipknot or any of those bands, Corn is especially because they're from like Bakersfield, California, they used to wear the flannels and the Diggies, baggy pants. Yeah. And, you know, it's like everybody did it. So that's kind of what I was wearing. Um as a kid, I was really into t- Tony Hawk. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like the, what did he have? Birdhouse? Like that was his brand. Mm-hmm. So I used to wear a lot of that. But once I got into high school, my aunts were like, you need to stop wearing baggy clothes and stuff like that. So I did. it's funny because I started wearing skinny jeans yeah. just to be like extreme. 
because they didn't like baggy pants. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw skinny jeans at like PacSun or something, and I was like, I'm going to get these and just wear some super tight pants. Yeah, that's funny. Because I knew that they would like them. So mm-hmm. I wore that, and I started wearing like Vans and stuff like that because I got into skateboarding. Yeah. And they they didn't like that at all. Man, <laughs> they that's didn't funny. like that style. But yeah, I was doing that, and then I started just wearing like slim fit, like pants that fit. And then it's crazy because back then I started wearing like collar shirts, like uh, kind of like dress shirts, and tucking my shirt. Oh yeah. And that became like a thing, and everybody was like, "Nick, you look so professional. Like he always has his shirt tucked in." But it's so funny to see kids now with like a t-shirt and jeans and have the shirt tucked in. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, that's so funny because I used to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have a particular style. I would say like it went from skateboarding to more like, um, eh, I don't even know what the word would be because I was always into like the workwear, like the oh, workers yes. clothing construction. That's what I really like now, workwear, oh, okay. which is yeah, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of got into that. So um, yeah, it was like if you see me in different pictures, I went through different phases Mm -hmm. and music what was i listening to some of everything i named a few system of a down i was listening to a lot of like oh so i was playing guitar i started learning how to play guitar in ninth grade because i wanted to learn when i was younger but i just didn't have the money to Uh get lessons so i was like youtube became popular yeah around that time everything on youtube so in ninth grade i was like i'm gonna teach myself so i started learning and i was listening to like red hot chili peppers and a lot of older bands like Pink Floyd, uh, Funkadelic, I was like going back and doing a lot of like almost like historical research of bands that I knew of, but I just had a more deeper appreciation for like the lyrics and stuff. Because when you print out the music sheets, it would have the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So then I started reading a lot and that's what kind of got me into writing. Because nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, writing, like storytelling. So most of my friends and stuff like that, um, some of which you've met, uh, Jabrilla. And all my other friends, they're into animation and like video production. So I got really into making videos. Mm-hmm. And we used to make these silly skits from high school. I think you've seen, yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we didn't put them on YouTube. Idiots. We should have put them yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Them we were YouTube. putting them on Facebook. Because all our friends were on Facebook. But True. we should have put it on YouTube. But um, yeah, so I got into like skits. So a lot of the like theater kids and a lot of people were into creative things and making music. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I was listening to. I was definitely listening to Kid Cudi too. Yeah. Um, I got into Dead Mouse and like a lot of electronic stuff, and it was like just a resurgence of things and genres from my childhood that I was exposed to. But it was like a huge resurgence of that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's I would say like I jumped around from group to group because I ran track like my senior year. Right. So some of my friends were like some of the kids who were like into anime and stuff like that, like David and a lot of his friends were into anime. And then my other friends like Dominic Nakesh, these were all kids who were like from different countries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though Dominic was born in America, but still like he lived in Peru. So it's like a lot of my friends were considered foreign. So Whenever people would meet them, they'd be like, oh, that's the foreign kid because they're from wherever, mm-hmm. you know, and Nikesh has a British accent. So everybody's like, oh, the foreign kid because he's from England. <laughs> so <laughs> all of my friends are like this weird eclectic group. Um, but, yeah, I think mainly what I what I will say is the one thing that always was the same is that I was always super silly. Like I was always joking around and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I was a class clown. I think I just made a lot of jokes and I have a weird personality. So even when I'm being serious, teachers think that I'm joking. 
so I could ask a serious question and the class laughs. So then she kicks me out and it's like, dang, I was kind of being serious about that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kicked out of class a lot for just making jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of was. Like, it's like, I wasn't even a class guy. I was like, I just sometimes I would occasionally just make jokes. Right. You know, like, oh, the quiet kid just made a joke. That's crazy. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> no, that's funny. I feel oh, like man. my comedic, uh, I guess, uh, personality really came out in college oh yeah because yeah. i was like oh yeah i can do whatever i want around these guys or whatever. yeah yeah <laughs> it's always great when you experience that and i think i wouldn't have had it any other way because like you know i transferred to georgia southern mm-hmm. so it was like getting around you and dj and nia and all these different people evan like i just felt comfortable and it was so weird because i felt so uncomfortable when I wasn't around you guys. Yeah. Just hanging being, out with other people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just being like in Statesboro. It was like, what is this? Like, yeah, Statesboro was weird, man. Oh my God. I didn't feel comfortable going places late. I felt weird just having conversations with a lot of students because, like, they wear their political views. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you knew who was who at that school, I feel like. Right. It was just a lot of unnecessary stuff, too. Like, everybody was really into partying and smoking and. Seems like there was always one of those, uh, what did they call them? The alerts? The oh, alerts. the ego alerts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just got robbed or something like that. Oh Somebody got God. attacked, stabbed. Yeah, it was shot. crazy. Man, assaulted. In a small town. A small town, man. It's like the Wild West. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. crazy because, like, you know, some people just, they didn't come there for school. Mm-hmm. They just came there to be do all, stupid. Yeah, be stupid. Just do all the things. You're talking about, like, just party have mm-hmm. sex or whatever they didn't come there to learn that's why like a lot of people i, I feel like some people are like that should have graduated with us are still in states bro that is so true yeah <laughs> and it's crazy too because speaking of alpharetta georgia a lot of the kids that i went to school with went to georgia southern mm-hmm. but you remember i i went to community college yeah so when i transferred and got to georgia southern a lot of them had dropped out that's crazy. And somebody told me, he was like, no, we came in deep, Nick. There was like me and he started naming people. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And I would look on Facebook and see some of them had went like to Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't see them now. And it's like they dropped out. Like it was like over eight students, at That's least that crazy. I know of, that dropped out. Yeah. Because they, like you said, they came to party, no responsibilities. It was the same thing with me and like people I went to high school when they came right. to Georgia Southern. Then I probably, right. I, I like hung out with them like maybe like one or two times then actually they wasn't even going to Georgia. they was going to like the, the community college there oh okay they, they moved the there to go to school. community college yeah. man how crazy is that, that? is crazy they moved you to move to out to go to community that's, college. that's, that's crazy man <laughs> look at this dorm for community but, college yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a lot of them they came there they were selling drugs getting into trouble then they ended up dropping out some right. of them stayed down there some of them just moved back to augusta yeah it's like I don't really know too many people who moved out of Augusta that's wow. that's not in the military. Oh, right, because military would make sense. You go and then yeah, you come back, you're at the same place. Most people, I feel like I can like round up the same group of people that I hung out with, and they'll be still be in Augusta, just right doing whatever. I mean, you know, it ain't it ain't like a bad thing, but it's like if you ain't doing nothing though, that's that's, that's bad. The bad that's thing. the yeah. bad thing. Because <laughs> it's like I know some people who live in Alpharetta who have like. They've started families. Right, yeah. And it makes sense. But, yeah, you're right. A lot of people, like you said, they carry that culture. Mm -hmm. So 
they're selling weed or doing whatever's cool yeah. in Augusta, take it to Statesboro, yeah. where it doesn't make sense to do that. It's yeah, like, like you, in you have the opportunity to go to school. Even if it is community college, guess what? You can transfer and you can save money and yeah. not have to worry as much about tuition and other things, have your credits. But kids just screw up their lives because they want to fit in or do something that was temporary. You like make fast money. Right. That's the biggest thing right there. I'm trying to make fast money. Oh, my gosh. It's and like, speaking of which. What's that? Oh, my goodness. Your roommate, who was, I don't know how old, we won't say his name. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. legend. When I stay with all the hood guys. When you stay with those hood dudes, that was, oh, that was one of the craziest experiences for me. Is like I didn't even live there. <laughs> it's a crazy experience for me, too. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause just like, to I paint just got a picture, <laughs> I would come to visit Terrell, knock on his door where he was staying with a bunch of hood dudes. And the guy who I think was like, late 20s mid 20s at least he definitely wasn't like 22 this guy was probably like 25 <laughs> opened up the door and he'd be like oh okay yeah terrell's back in the room or whatever and he's counting money there's weed yeah, on the table <laughs> it's like and i'm talking about like pretty big packs of weed this yeah, was not like pounds like, of weed yeah yeah he literally had pounds yeah it was and crazy. i'm just looking like what is going on in this place yeah i used to think i just wanted the same thing i feel like <laughs> bro one time i was about I, don't, I feel like i told you about this but one time i was about to, i was washing clothes and i was about to put myself in a dryer and he then, had it in the dryer it was just weed in the dryer and i was like hey could you come get your weed he was like oh my fault man i didn't mean to put that in. i didn't mean to like leave it. i don't know what he said he didn't mean to put it in there or something like that i don't know i guess he accidentally misplaces weed or something like that i don't know that is hilarious it's pretty crazy the craziest thing is we'd be working on music in your room mm-hmm. or we'd be watching an anime or something it would be me terrell and dj just hanging out and we would leave and there would literally be a party in the living room yeah. Like 15 plus people. Yeah. That place used to be packed with people when they had like, parties. Like I'm walking out shoulder to shoulder, like bumping into people like, oh, excuse me. Excuse mm. me. Pardon me. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because like I would like look at like uh, people that I know like France Snapchats and they would like be there and I wouldn't even like, I ain't even like see them because it was like so many people there. <laughs> yeah. And I think, didn't Jasmine say that she went to a party? at your place yeah mm-hmm. and it's like you weren't even there but she knew she was like oh yeah that's the place that we were because this yeah. happened it's like what mm-hmm. cheryl's place was a place to be yeah i hated it not a good place to be but yeah not a good place, place for me be. at least right it wasn't for you it was for everybody <laughs> yeah else. for everybody else yeah it was a spot <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Man. Try to live with your friends in college don't try to live with no random people oh my gosh i don't, yes. I don't care if, like you like barely know if you like like a uh, what's what's the word? Not friend, but a uh, associate, like a even an associate, acquaintance, acquaintance or something acquaintance, like yeah. that. Try to live with them, man. Cause yeah. staying with strangers in college sucks, man. Yeah, especially when you get locked down, mm-hmm. like you're in a lease or something. That yeah, really sucks. Like, it's hard to yeah change roommates or rooms or whatever. Yeah, because it's like care. freshman year, you really don't have a choice, do you? Yeah, freshman year is hard unless yeah, you like tough. got like a best friend from high school that you're going to the same college with. That's right, the only right. way that'll work out. That is but true. even then, like you know, you may find out some new things about this friend. Oh my gosh, with that him. does happen. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Oh man, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's so funny how the priorities shift from high school to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I knew kids who this was the funniest thing. There was kids in high school who were super preppy. I mean, they wore, they lived polo. 
polo yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. with some khakis and shirt the sperries and they swoop their hair and the hair swoop their <laughs> names are like Brett and stuff. <laughs> they all golf on the weekends with their dad. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they got to Statesboro, kids that I knew from Alpharetta, and now they're super southern. They're chewing dip. They're like That's wearing crazy. camel, you know, what's the, uh, like the camo stuff, like the, you know, hunting gear. Oh, yeah, it's like the like, fish gear, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. got a pocket knife and cowboy boots. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not you. Like, you're from Alpharetta. You're from up north. It's like, a, it's a prep kid. <laughs> right. It's like they were trying to be the, like, uh, southern college student. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, that's not you. Like, that's what you would see and think that all college students are, like, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because people say, like, oh, this is the south. So you assume that it would be that. But... A lot of those kids were not that, but they were trying to be. Right. It's just like, you know, people gravitate towards different cultures based on where they go. So That's very true. Yeah. But if you really are yourself, you'll stand out and be unique, which is way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number one, you don't have to deal with the headache of trying to fit in. And then number two, it's like you make a lot of friends because people are like, wow, you can genuinely be yourself. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one thing that I could say about high school. Kids would always be like, man, I wish I could joke like you and be silly. And I'm like, you can. It's just you're not you comfortable being you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know. But yeah, yeah. High school. Interesting high school. times, man. Very interesting times. But uh, would I go back to it? No. Not at all. People always say that they want to go back. I do not want to go back. Y'all want to go back to high school? I can can see going back to college, but high school? High school, no. You still live with your parents, had to follow their rules, had to (laughs) deal with all the BS of like... Teachers and assignments. Teachers, yeah. No, no, no. Other other students. like. (laughs) Bro, let me tell you how many people I had to slap in college. You got a list of who you slapped? Zero. <laughs> people know better. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, people like they, know they, better they in college. Better. I guess if you go out, if you're going out to bars and stuff like that, you, you probably might. Uh, you, you almost had to slap somebody in college. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, 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 it's easier to avoid people in, like, certain people in, like, college rather than high school because like, oh, they're just like around yeah. you You're all stuck day with them in high school yeah you can't like really go nowhere <laughs> yeah that's true but, yeah. but honestly for young people if you're getting if you're getting bullied or people are mistreating you i mean i definitely would recommend self-defense courses and mm-hmm. like i would also recommend reaching out to somebody and getting help from somebody who can genuinely help you right not just like talking to a guidance counselor or your parent or whoever but also following up and making sure that actions are taken yeah because it's unfortunate especially today with social media and stuff it's like a whole nother level of bullying and I couldn't imagine going through that where things follow you. You go to different schools. Like this online thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So honestly, like utilize those resources and take it seriously. Even if it feels like, oh, this person just threatened me or just said this, you know, definitely take action and try to follow up with somebody who's going to, you know, make sure that your safety is is uh, protected. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to Black Boundaries podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Terrell. And we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.